<laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, hey. Hello, guys. Family. We are doing this for the first time this evening. No, nope, we didn't. We didn't have to start over. We didn't. We're not starting over at all. And you're uh, coming in on Mean Girls Interrupted. And uh, I'm John. And I'm Travis. And uh, this is where we review movies. And since since it's October, we're like totally doing horror movies. Yeah, we're doing spooky, spooky dookie movies. And we're bringing you episodes twice a week for the occasion because we're really enthusiastic about it. And uh, so give us a like, comment, subscribe, a follow, a A download, a rate, a review. Yes, all of those. And it's uh, super easy. It is. It's very easy. It also, it really helps us. Uh, Like we say every time, give us a rating, give us a review. Wherever you get your podcast, you can follow us. You can do the same. You can help boost us up on whatever platform you listen to us on because it helps no matter what. Yes. Like whether it be Apple or not, wherever you're listening. We're against the algorithm. You can help us. And... You know, we know you're listening. We've seen the downloads, but we need more. And we know you guys don't like horror movies, but bear with us. Yeah, because today we're uh, we're watched. We have watched Scream 2022. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about that movie. Um, There's a lot of references to the original in this. Um, Mm hmm. Tons of references to the original. So if you like the original, I would say, screen, I, would say I would say too much. Yeah, it's almost um, I would say it's too uh, too much referencing the first it almost movie. goes full circle to the point that almost um, full circle or like the same movie. Almost 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 full circle. OK, we'll go, we'll go with that because it does kind of take a little turn. Uh, yeah, it's right true. before it reaches a uh, right before the circle becomes a circle. It takes a little right. It takes yeah, a right. It turn. suddenly becomes a square. It, yeah, which is we interesting. Don't. Yeah, because that's not how circles work. Right. So, so you're like, ooh, I thought that was going to be a circle. But looks turns like it's out it's turning into a square. Turns out it's a quadrilateral shape. Yeah, but still kind of looks like is. a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so this is this is a movie. It okay. is, it's a movie. Stay with me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it is uh, put out by guess what? Guess who's not involved in this? A spyglass. Dimension Films. Oh, remember how like they were all like Dimension? Yeah, but yeah. I do know that. Um, uh, who bought the rights to this? It was Spyglass, uh, was it? Spyglass and Paramount. And Spyglass also did Hellraiser, which we just did like a couple go, of days ago. So yes. go listen to that. Go listen. Go, go watch listen that to movie. It. Go listen to it right now. Also, um, go watch it because we want a sequel. So we need as many views as possible. As many views I as possible. I need a sequel to, the, to Hellraiser. We need Jamie Clayton and her flayed titties. Back, um, back, back on the small screen head and watch it now on Hulu. Yeah. Sponsored by Hulu, Hulu and <laughs> Disney, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, so this whole Scream 2022 situation uh, cost a grand total of twenty four million dollars to make. 
And I know in the first weekend it made 50 million. Yeah. And it grossed 140 million worldwide. So crowd pleaser. I would say so. I mean, they greenlit a sixth one. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with like the original, some of the original cast coming back into play, like Nev Campbell's in it, Courtney Cox is in it, and David Arquette is in it. Yep. And which is also sort of like, like gossipy for me because like David and Courtney were currently divorced whenever they did this movie. Oh, yeah. And that picture of them in the movie that you see that he has on his mantle, that was actually a real picture of them when they were married in real life. Yeah, but it seems like they probably aren't are on good terms unless it was a very they'd bad ha- set day. <laughs> they'd have to be they'd have to be on good terms at this point. I mean, like it's probably yes, gonna, like whatever, you know, they're franchise darlings. They are uh, divorcees. They are. um Whatever they are now, good for them. Yeah, they are um, uh, getting yeah. paid to yeah. reprise their role. <laughs> so like $10 million, I'll look that person in the face for not, eight hours. Not only just were they in it, but Drew Barrymore, who plays Casey, that you'll remember is the first kill in the first yeah. scream, plays the voice of uh, the principal in this movie who is doing the oh, announcements. Uh, and also Matthew Lillard, who plays Stu, the killer in the first one, plays the flame throwing uh, um, white face, a ghost face, the ghost face killer in the oh, movie within the movie. Interesting. Just a little tidbit for so you. So these people were so diehard about this project that they showed up for faceless parts absolutely like they wanted credited parts yeah they wanted rose mcgowan to come back as a part in the movie but because oh, yeah. of her relationship with uh harvey weinstein, harvey weinstein films and miramax was it miramax yeah Mi- D- dimension was a division of miramax and the weinsteins owned uh miramax so she probably she, has a bad uh taste in her mouth uh yeah she said Scream. f no she She's said like, no pass she's like sorry <laughs> yeah, she well, didn't want to. She was offered and she said, no, I'm busy. Even well, though good she, for her. Yeah. She's sticking to her activism, which I which, think is good. I, yes, that's something that is something to, uh, you know, appreciate with her. Yeah. Which means like how many other people originals came into this who probably should have said no. <laughs> um, I'm sure all of them. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, do you remember whenever the first Scream came out? I do. And I remember I wanted to go to the theater so bad. My friend Brad from around the corner who ha- who had a cool mom. Um, she was like, <laughs> we're like, going to go watch it. No, for real. She was like, do you want to go watch the screen movie? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I do. But I have to ask my mom. I already knew the answer. But uh, I was hoping trap. because I was going. Well, you also didn't cool want to get mom. caught in a bad situation. No, so my mom didn't let me go see Scream, but I remember wanting to watch it in the theater so badly, dude. I was like, I didn't see it in the theater, but um, my parents did let us rent it as soon as it was a new release in Blockbuster. And like, I didn't know I didn't know anything about it. And we were just like, oh, this looks like a cool, scary movie. And then we took it home and I was like, this movie is amazing. Dude, yeah, Wes Craven knocked it out of the park, like created a brand new slasher, an iconic slasher. How old were you you whenever you first saw Scream? How old was I? Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe. I was like 11 or 12. I wanted to say. Maybe 11, maybe 11. 
Okay, so this movie came out in 1996, which means we would have been 10. We're aging ourselves right now. So probably around the same time as you. Yeah, because I saw it on video. So maybe like a year to get to video. I would have said I saw it on video as well. Not in the theater, though. And then we just like watched that thing back to back. And I feel like it was probably one of those rentals that we ended up not taking back to Blockbuster. (laughs) (laughs) You said, well, we don't have to buy it now. We like it too much. I'm sorry. We lost it. We'll just go to the local place now. Sorry, we're never going to pay that bill. You put Fifle Goes West in the screen box and just send it back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I feel like I feel like our our uh, our blockbuster takeaways from that were Scream and we also got Liar Liar starring Jim Carrey. I mean, that was a pretty funny movie. And we would just watch those things interchangeably, like one after another, just like on a loop. Yeah, sc- I mean, come on. Scream's an iconic movie. Yeah. So. And- I was like, it scared me as a kid, and I just kept on watching it, though. I couldn't look away. Look, that's why we are who we are today, John. Right. Rose McGowan and her really hard nipples in the garage <laughs> made us very gay. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I was How like, did she become bitch? a gay icon? She really did become an icon, kind of, probably because of Jawbreaker. Oh, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. All the roles she played, she played like this vixen, the strong, sexy woman who was like owning her own. Yeah. And she owned like, her sexuality. She owned her roles. And which she is just probably why she is a gay icon is because I, like she just oozes that uh, self-confidence, even though it's maybe a little bit left of center. Yeah, which is, I yeah. mean, you know, it's what it is. But also she's like gorgeous in a way that like gay people love gorgeous women. True. It's like yeah. when it's like when Fern Mayo became Violet. Exactly. I mean, Violet is her very own. Like, <laughs> yeah. We all she is, she was a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. I'm yeah. telling you what, when yeah. Fern became Violet, I was like, I, this is it. I'm a, I'm a big old fag. Yeah. It's like it was her coming out. True. It was it was my coming out and her coming out. (laughs) (laughs) A homosexual awakening, if you will. Oh, and if you guys didn't know, we are two queers here. So if you don't like that, um, we don't know what to tell you. Bye, I guess. (laughs) Um, So uh, anyway, so Scream 2022 is this iteration within the franchise where uh, it sort of just treats every other movie in this franchise as like a fiction. a fictitious uh yes like it's like it was a fictional movie within this world now so they're like relegated to like movies that exist as like things that were inspired by the murders from the first one yeah like true events everything was inspired by true events which is so weird right so in in this movie it's just like the only two movies that exist are this one and the original scream yeah they're trying to reinvent the franchise the same that they're doing with halloween Right, because it's 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 sort of like that thing that movies are doing, which is kind of weird and a little dumb, where it's like, oh, we know that those were bad, so this is going to erase all those. Listen, that's what I like about them, though, because they yeah. kept happening and... The they were getting they got, more and more meta. As, like They were like, how do we get more and more meta to like the worst degree? <laughs> Listen, despite all of you whores, I truly think... That Courtney Cox's bangs in Scream 3 were my favorite bangs I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah, the, the short can, fringe uh, you can all bangs. Just 
Yeah, they're bad. Comment down below. I love them. They are good, bad, and I, I mean, truly you can love thought them they were amazing. Want, but they're bad. No, I refuse. I refuse to was accept it. Was that Scream it. 3? Yeah, it was Scream 3. That's Scream 3 with Parker Posey. Yes, uh, with Parker those Posey. Things, she's got, like, she's got five tarantula legs chilling out on her forehead. Listen, it, it took me back to a time. It took me back to a time of Lydia Dietz who had the long uh -huh, ones and it yeah. gave me the little spider bangs. Well, the thing is, like, Lydia Dietz was more Betty Page. Yeah, these ones were actually like somebody uh, accidentally uh, cut too high up. It was like <laughs> Courtney Cox was rude to the hair and makeup people that day. And they were like, well, it's been established. We got to do it every day. John, I honestly could see this happening. <laughs> They're like, we're going to give you bang baby bangs. And all they gave her was just like these wispies. Yeah, what they gave the world was a nightmare. Listen, I think they're iconic. I don't know okay. what's scarier, Ghostface killing people or Courtney Cox's bangs and Scream 3. Honestly, they're both they're both villains, but one yeah. of them one of them is worse <laughs> than the other. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But I, I mean, love them, I though. mean Parker Posey did get to do like the whole OG uh original Gale Weathers like that lime neon green uh pencil skirt and blazer oh. from the original and like yes. the original gail weathers hair that was like kind of yes the yes side. yeah that was cool uh should we just talk about the first scream <laughs> <laughs> well uh, so in this scream i guess is uh we open up on jenna ortega of x fame she uh is the the cold open gal who uh, gets a mysterious phone call from Ghostface and she's like, I'm just talking to a person, but oh, it takes a turn and this guy might want to kill me and I'm going to lock all the doors, but I'm going to do it using my cell phone and new technology. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, what's your favorite scary movie? And she's like, uh, Mamma Mia. Yeah, which is my favorite scary movie. No, she said well, she starts. I mean, this is where like the whole theme of the whole fucking movie comes in where it's like she's like, I like the witch and hereditary and stuff. And then the ghost face person is like, yeah, but this isn't that scary movie. This isn't some highbrow stuff. This is lower your expectations. This isn't going to win an Oscar. She's like, I love the Babadook. And I'm like, mm. uh, as soon as she said Babadook, I was like, uh, it's not that great. No, it's sorry for those of you who love it. Cool. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, it's great. It's not a groundbreaking fucking piece of cinema. That's really but, um, not. But I do love that the Babadook is a gay icon now. So I we'll do take like him. that. And we did that. We'll take a community. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of, yes, go back to Jenna Ortega being uh, slashed. Uh, yeah, she gets slashed hard, real hard. And it's like ghost face. And he's not like stabbing her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not a flaccid knife in the Takes building. A fully erect knife and stabs her with it. <laughs> and through the hand. Yeah, right through the hand. That's normally yeah. where knives go. You and know? also several different other places on her body, which lands her in the hospital. And then we cut to uh, a bowling alley worker who just walks away from that job, by the way. Never did she, did she actually she really did just was like well she's like i'm not even gonna check with the manager or anything i just gotta go they lost no no it crossed my mind okay so this is how they the lost scene two goes. employees that yeah. day like it's hard to find workers like, uh it's in the middle of the day at a bowling alley there's like nobody there anymore <laughs> no <laughs> there's like a maximum two people working at a bowling alley at any time 
Um, but anyway, I don't so, even think they locked the bowling alley before they left. They're like, let's just go. We should. Okay. Oh, okay, sorry. So the, okay, the people so who the, left the bowling alley was Sam, who is yeah. Jenna Ortega's sister. Older her sister. Is, so Jenna Ortega a, plays Tara. Yeah. And, and, so, and then Sam's the older sister. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, hasn't been home in a very long time, which is maybe yeah, like one year or something like that. Just um, something, something weird. Probably in yeah. like three months. Yeah. And she's like, sorry, I abandoned you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and her boyfriend played by uh, a Quaid. Yeah, by Quaid. one of the Quaids, by a Quaid. <laughs> by a Quaid. Jack Quaid, which is um, the boys. Meg Ryan's son. Yes. Which is yes, wild. Yes, it is. Yeah, because they do reference Meg Ryan in um, one of the movies. Oh. They make a reference to Meg Ryan in one of the Scream films. Interesting. I can't so remember which like, one. We gotta get. We gotta get a Quaid. They really do. They they do. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But the there is Jack the, Quaid. The there is Westboro. <laughs> yeah, somewhere <laughs> on the outskirts of Westboro is a bowling alley where Quaid and Sam are like. Your sister is like in a lot of trouble and you got to go. She's in a lot of trouble. You got to go. <laughs> she's in the hospital. And you just got to go. And you haven't been back to Westboro in a very long time. It's going to be hard for you. He's like, wouldn't you like to see the history you have there? Yes. You haven't and, been there in three seasons and the leaves yeah. are beginning to fall, Sam. I know how much you love it. Right. And then Sam's all like, it's going to be hard, but I got to go back. It's my sister. And then the Quaid is like, I'm going to go with you. And she's like, what? And then he's all like, um, I'm going to go with you. And she's like, you don't have to do that. And then he's like, Sam, I'm going with you. And then he goes with her. <laughs> and then, she really should have been like, don't you think you should lock up first? Like, can't you call the manager? Yeah, the door's wide open and they just peel out of there. And they take the same car, which leads me to believe that one of them left their car in that parking lot. Honestly, that listen, there's a lot of things that <laughs> or what if Sam's end game was like was like, hey, my sister's in trouble right now. Um, can I use your car? <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going with you. And she's like, no, but can I use your car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, honestly, I kind of wish that's how it played out. Yeah. She's like, I, just, I really just want your car. And uh, anyway, uh, so she they go to the hospital. They go to the hospital. All right. And this is where um, uh, Jenna Ortega is surrounded by her high school friends. First, we do have to mention the you do see the high school friends sitting on the, bent, on oh, the they bench. They do have outside. their little disjointed conversation. And it's like exactly like the scream. The it's original exactly scream like thing. it, which I do like a throwback. Don't get me wrong. I like a throwback, mm. but we yeah. did. There's a lot yeah. of throwbacks. It's just there's a lot of same scenes. So that's mm -hmm. cool. Essentially. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, they go to their friend who's struggling in the in the hospital and yeah. they're like, hey, this is our role in the story. Each one is like I'm OK. So there's there's a girl. I can't remember her name because there's there too many characters. Yeah, she there's a girl is, named Amber. Who's yeah. the best friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, she is like the protector of her ailing friend. Mm -hmm. There is the frosted tips guy. 
Whose name is uh, Wes, and he's named Wes after Wes Craven, just FYI. Yes, and uh, he's just sort of like a character who's there he's and just, supportive. He's ambiguously gay. Yeah, and uh, 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 frosted tips and, and twink-like. D- ambiguous, yeah, that's what I said. Right. Yeah, 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 of course. You could never tell <laughs> or from a mile. No, you could never tell from a <laughs> oh, mile you away. never, no. Couldn't be like, hey... It looks nope. like you just came from a truck stop. Yep. They were like, uh, <laughs> they're like, make him gay, but like, you know, but gay. you know, scale it back, like as a reference to the 90s. Yeah. How they just hid that. They scaled it back and made it ambiguous all throughout the 90s. Where they had frosted tips as well. Right. It's like, yeah, we're just not going to talk about it. No. Um, so, and then there's another one who's like the movie dork, who is the niece yes. or something of. Of the Meeks, a Randy, the video yeah. store worker who yeah. kicks the bucket, who knows all the rules to the scary movies. He knows every rule. And no one listens to him. Nope. Um, yeah, his niece is like equally as film nerdy and she has a twin brother. Yes, who, who's the um, jock. He's the jock one. Yeah, he's the jock who's like, um, I'm going to wait till marriage kind of a guy. Yeah, um, and then we have Liv, who is the one that's like in the plaid skirt. She's right. kind of like, yeah, she's the she's the one she's, who just really wants to raw dog it all the time. Just like the only thing she's doing is red herring. The, honestly, the, truly, the, they said like, red herring. That's all she was like someone who needs to disappear, a character who needs to disappear at the perfect wrong time so we can put blame on her. So, John, yeah. I forgot she was in this movie until she showed up at the party. And then they call it out, too, by the way. Which I'm like, where did this character go? Like, what do you even do to the story? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's some line like that. So it's kind of funny. But anyway, um, yeah. So the murders are happening and stuff. And then like Sam and uh, one of the Quades is like, we got to solve this thing because Ghostface is back. Well, don't forget uh, that Sam rolls into that hospital room and all the friends are like, (gasps) How Everyone dare clutches you. their pearls and she's like, I need to speak to my sister. And then she drops a big old truth turd on her yeah. sister and is like, by the way, yeah. you're only my half sister. I found out that Billy is my father. And we're talking about Billy Scroomus, who's the first is one of the first killers, along with Stu in the original Ulrich. movie. Played so. by Skeet Ulrich, who reprises his role as a CGI-faced hallucination. Yeah, as like a ghost monster. Yeah, and he's like, you want to... He's talking to Sam in her mind, and is all like, you want to cut people up? It's like, no, I don't. She's like, I shan't, and I won't. And no. then mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, you do. And then uh, she's like, no. And then, um, yeah. Yep, there are hallucinations in this movie. <laughs> So truth bombs be told over at the hospital. And at this point, Uh Jenna Ortega is like, get out of here, Sam. She's like, how dare you? You abandoned me because you thought you were protecting me, but you should have been here for me. And it's very dramatic. She says, take your moldy towel smelling ass out of here. Take your bowling alley fucking ass out of here. She says, get your backwoods bitch ass out of my room. Yeah, don't you have some balls to go polish? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a line in the movie. Yeah, in the janitor's closet. Yeah, Yeah, don't don't you have have some some pins to shine? (laughs) And then she's like, as a matter of fact, I do. 
So she leaves and then um, bumps into one of the quades and who was listening the entire time. She said, were you listening? He's like, no, but yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I can't believe that you're Billy Loomis is a, a bastard child. Yeah. And that's pretty cool and sort of obsessed. So I think they make out a little bit when he finds out he's like, that's hot. And then they like totally. He's uh, like, yeah, he's yeah. like, wait. Have I been making out with Billy Loomis this whole time? Yeah. And then uh, and she's have, like, I, have I been making <laughs> He has been. And then uh, so they go on the search for how to find this ghost faced killer. And so they first after this, what happens is just so I can refresh your memory. Yeah. All of the friends are like, man, we can't believe Sam. We don't understand how she has so many holes in her and not one of them has been plugged yet. And so then, <laughs> and so, so they're all hanging out at like this bar and then whatever, what's oh, his nuts right, comes yeah. in. How are they all at this bar? I guess you can go and play and not I guess drink. There's, there's, I mean, I don't know. It's really weird. So some guy comes in clearly at this point. You're like, he, all he is cannon fodder. Like we already know yeah. his storyline. He's like, I got to chew this scenery because my minutes are numbered. Oh, very numbered. And so, um, anyway, this dude comes in and we'll call him, I don't know, fucking Vince. Um, I guess dead body number two. The first dead body because no oh, one's dead right, yet. Right, so right. victim, we'll call him victim one, which is why we're going to call him Vic. So yeah. Vic goes Vicky outside. One. He starts, a, he starts a ruckus in the bar and they're like, get the hell out of here. here. You so get he out of here, you teenager. Yeah. So he pisses <laughs> on the wall and all of a sudden... He's outside pissing on the wall and some lights happen and John take it away. Okay, so this reminded me exactly of that moment in uh, Halloween Kills. I thought you were going to say, I know what you did last summer. (laughs) Also that, because it's (laughs) happened a lot. And as soon as I saw those headlights come on and and spotlight them. It was Halloween Kills. I was just like, this is an overused trope. Yes. Congratulations. And so there he's like, you get out of my car. I'm yelling at you, but I can't see past the headlights. And then he goes further and there's nobody in the driver's seat. And then very spooky. Who started his car? Is his car actually that one car from that scary movie? Christine. Is it Christine? It's Christine. We're about to find out. And then, uh, (laughs) then, uh, oops. It's Ghostface pops up, stabs him right in the neck. And he I did think that was pretty cool, actually, because he just stuck him so fast. He was like, I can end this immediately. Yeah, he's like, bye. Sticks him in the neck. Probably his pecker was still out from him peeing. Yeah. Which also is a style of porn that people are into. And we don't kink shame here. We don't. So if that's something Um, you're into, have fun. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So he dies and doesn't have much to do with the story. No, except for to be the first kill. That's it. Yeah. Expendable character number one we met five minutes earlier. Yep. Named Um, Vic. Named Vic. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. And then, like, uh, the... Um, people are doing something. So he's dead. <laughs> so, uh, John, there's so much. We're just going to make it up. Guys, we're not doing anything oh, clinical oh, right, this week. Right, right. Okay, okay. Cam and, and no, wait, Sam, Sam, S- Sam and Sam and Quaid. They <laughs> pay a visit to uh, David Arquette, who they is do. now, an, uh, he is no longer law enforcement. 
Nope. He is living in a single wide trailer. He is getting drunk yep. too often. He is watching Courtney Cox be like a news anchor on some like kind of lower level and like morning news, like yeah. good morning America ishness. My future. Yeah. And like all he can do is think about her and stuff. And that's like, really weird. Like, yeah. Put, yeah. Like put the Jergens away. Yeah. Like calm down. Sponsored by Jergens and Kleenex. Yeah. That's like your David Arquette. You can do. You can do well for yourself out there. You can do nothing if you wanted to. (laughs) You're an Arquette, sir. Yeah. So he gets a knock on the door and it is Sam and Quaid. And they're like, hey, you have experience with Ghostface before. And so can you just sort of consult on our mystery mission? And he's like, no. And then they're like, but would you? And then he's like, "Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. And then they're like, but wouldn't you want to? And then he's like, yeah. He said, yeah, but then he <laughs> kicks him out. They say something to him that's like, I don't know he, how He helps them to a degree. He iterates the rules of Ghostface. And then, and then they're like, well, something. And then he's like, get out of here because that's how this needs to go. Yep. So they leave and they end up at a house. And then all of a sudden, David Arquette shows up. Well, David Arquette first starts uh, calling people. He starts to make a couple of different phone calls immediately. He's like, right. He's like, hey, I'm going to stay out of this one. I'm sitting this one out because I don't want to like get knifed a bunch of times again. But I'm going to immediately call Nev Campbell, who's like somewhere. She's jogging with a baby. She's She's jogging. Kids. She's jogging. She's she's in a city. She is jogging and uh, she is pushing a stroller with an unseen child inside of it. So it could actually just be a dog. We don't know. But yeah, so she uh, she immediately abandons that stroller and she goes to Westboro. She actually so the scene that they cut out of the movie was her tossing the stroller into the river that she was running next. She's to. like, I have an old life to get back to. <laughs> She's like, you know what? It's been fun. And then she tosses. She's like, stroller. I got to go back to 1996. She sees a stranger and she said, take this. And then she hauls ass the opposite direction. She, and she's like, what? And then they're like, the, the, the pedestrians like, oh, what is this? She's like, I don't know. I didn't name it. <laughs> it doesn't have a name. I didn't want to get attached. I knew this would happen again. <laughs> yeah. She's like, my name's Sydney Prescott and I don't get attached. I'm traumatized. Yeah. So then he sends a text to Courtney Cox. Yeah, which she gets mad about yeah, later because yeah. she's like, you told me this derby, but text and Yeah. And then after <laughs> he texts her, he calls edible arrangements. Yeah. Um, just because he orders he, edible arrangements to his own house because he's yeah, feeling he just down. really loves them. Yeah. But he also feeling- he also dictates a note to them for the edible arrangements where it's from somebody else to him. It's, it's actually in the edible arrangements when he opens up the envelope and says, do you like scary movies? And, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> and then he's, then he just like, and then he just says, he whispers. Yes. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. Uh, and then uh, what happens is so then he shows up at a house where Sam and Quaid are for some reason. And he's yeah. like, all oh, right. It's, and it's then all, because, all the teenagers are there. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden, everyone's there. And it's at the uh, sheriff's house because the sheriff's the sheriff of the town. Uh, her son is Frosted Twinks, 
Frosted, tw- frosted <laughs> mini twinks or what? Yeah, frosted mini twinks. <laughs> and he's like, okay, mom, I know there's a mass murder around and you're concerned, but you go on off to work. I'll hold down the fort and I'm going to start like, prob- it looks like he's vaguely prepping sushi or something. But they're not <laughs> actually at the sheriff's house when all the kids are there talking about the movie. They're over at Heather Matt Matrazaro's house. Oh, right, right, right. Talking about how first. the rules work and then everyone becomes suspect and that's how that scene plays out. Right. Oh, yeah. And then like main suspect number one is Sam, the protagonist of this whole thing. And she's yep. like, you know what? No, I'm going to run outside and go all by myself to this she, other thing. Right. She says, you guys are all a bunch of wet boots. And yeah, so she's she like, leaves. I don't like it. And then so. Um, uh, where does she drive to exactly? She's just driving. Do, where does Quaid <laughs> find her? Uh, oh, what is it? I just she, uh, watched this literally three hours ago. How have I, think I already she's just forgotten? She's like driving and then she like sees that that there's a scene of cops at the oh. sheriff's that place. Oh, and then she right. pulls over whenever like Gail Weathers is there. Well, no, that hasn't happened yet. Because remember, uh, Frosted Mini Twinks is at the house and he hasn't died yet, but he's about huh. to. So huh. I don't. OK, there's a gap. Listen, yeah. I'm heavily medicated, so you know I can't what? remember. I'm not. But also this movie, I guess we can't get bogged into the details because it's like there's some things that just don't make any sense in this movie. No, and we're and at this 33 minutes, so we should just make it up. OK, cool. So she goes to Walgreens. So she, she has she, to go pick up yes. the new NYX. She goes to Walgreens where she <laughs> Has where she sees the witches from Hocus the, Pocus. Yes. Where she has a, well, she doesn't like say hi or anything, but no, she, she sees saw that, that movie over there is being filmed and she's like, cool. Yeah. She sees the Sanderson sisters and she's like, listen, this is none of my business. She's like, so this she, is way too long of a product placement for a film, but you know yeah. what? You do you. Yep. She got some photo focus foundation. Uh, mm-hmm. And so she was like, oh, thank God. And now she has full coverage. Yeah, so. and then she's like, and now I'm going to go and probably uh, die in this movie or not. And I'm going to go she, do something. And then, so Frosted Mini Twinks, he's like <laughs> milling around the house and it's like, obviously he's going to die at some point. His and mom goes for sushi. Yeah, and then his mom like runs, like she's like, she gets a call and it's like, and it's like ghost face. And he's like, I'm in the house with your kid and I'm probably going to kill him. So you better make your way home fast. And she tries her best. But she like is running towards the front door and Ghostface pops around the corner, stabs her to death. And then guess what happens to Frosted Mini Twinks? He also gets stabbed and he dies. He gets too. stabbed right through the neck. And that was pretty brutal. I thought yeah, he was going to rip he gets, that out. He gets like the star studded, like slow stab because he's like yeah. trying to hold it back. And then they show every little bit of it. Yeah, and I appreciated it. John, don't you love when he slid down the wall? Yeah. Like you, you clutch your pearls and you slide down the wall. And in that moment, you knew I was like, he's he's dead now. That's some soggy frosted mini twinks. (laughs) Oh, dude, honestly, it was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So frosted mini twinks is now dead. That makes three people dead now officially. Yeah. Out of however many, I do not know. And there's too many to name. And then uh, cops are at the scene. All of the cops in Westboro, apparently. Yeah. And so is Gail Weathers is on the scene. And so is David Arquette. He accepts this mission. Dewey is there. Dewey does. Dewey always does. Dewey does. Yes. So 
at this point. So yes, I have to say this. This is whenever Sam is like, uh, hi, weren't you guys at the hospital protecting my sister? And they're like, um, they're like, but we're here. And yeah, she's like, need, oh, she's like, oh, rats. <gasps> and so she jumps into somebody's Tesla. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, um, and then David just, Arquette, like Dewey hops in after her. She's like, what are you doing in here? And she's like, I'm going to help. And he's like, I'm going to help you. And he's she's like, like, OK. But first he says, roll up the windows. And she's like, why? He's like, I can't tell you. So she rolls the windows up and he lets out a big fart. Yeah. And she and then he locks and the then, doors yeah, and then doesn't he, let her out. <laughs> so then they laugh and then they drive to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, Dewey. Dewey does. <laughs> Dewey's always just Dewey doing. does with Dewey. Um, uh, and so then they drive to the hospital. They right, fly but it's there. like a race against time because guess what's happening over at the hospital right now? The lights have shot. Uh, also, John, little baby X girl is like she's she, she has bad feeling about this. She does. So she hops first. She hopped right into that wheelchair, John. She's got. That's some upper body strength right there. She's got some dexterity in those arms. She's got will. She's got power. She has willpower. She has willpower. She she starts hearing some things that are going out uh, out in the hallway. She's like, nurse. And then no answer. And then she's like, I think this might be a scare sequence. And she's right. Because the lights go out. Oh, yeah. The electricity goes out. In the hospital, she's like, what is this, Hurricane Katrina? And then she's yeah. like, she she has a bad feeling. So she's like, I, I better get I better get out of this room, uh, off this bed and outside of this room yep. in a wheelchair. She does. And so she wheels to the nurse's station where like the security guy guard is totally bleeding from his neck and dead. He's gurgling still. That's still bubbling out of yeah, his mouth. She's got the he's got the gurgle spurt, the gurgle throat spurts, yeah. I think is a technical term. Oh, she's yeah. like she's like, my instincts are kicking in. I'm going to check for a gun. And guess what? It's gone. No gun. Because no gun, guess guys. who was two steps ahead of them? Ghost, Ghost face. Who's lurking in this uh, hall somewhere. He's always just lurking. It's just lurking. Lurking so, about. She uh, ends up hearing in something. In his hinge profile, it just says lurking, lurking. about. Yeah. <laughs> Hobbies lurking. Lurking. And then, uh, so, so she hears a noise, wheels herself into a room, and she's like terrified. And then she gets into a mean ass scuffle with, uh, with Ghostface, who like tries to kill her. Um, but uh, there's Quaid also. Quaid shows up. Quaid shows up. First, she's in the room trying to call someone. Then Quaid shows up. She hits him in the face with a phone and he goes, is that a phone? He's like all offended. Yeah. He's like, how dare you? And, and then, and then she's face. like, and then she's like, where were you? And then yeah, there's no time to answer because Ghostface. Ghostface is right behind him and gives him a mean slash right on the arm. Yeah, mean old slash arm. And then uh, the elevator <laughs> opens up and uh, Sam and uh, David Arquette are the the doors open and they shoot at they shoot at a Ghostface. And then and then Ghostface like falls down, so, uh, presumed to be dead. And this is where I'm thrown off because. But what's Quaid, crazy is you can't kill a ghost. Can't kill a ghost. But guess what? Did you catch that moment where Quaid? Sure did. Where That's Quaid, when I knew. 
Right. And so I'm like, why did they add that? Because it totally gave it away. They shouldn't have because it was too long of a lingering moment right after Ghostface gets shot and Quaid sitting on the ground right, staring at it. Because there's a whole it. other half of a movie where we know that it's Quaid. Yeah, I knew right then. I was like, hmm, okay, well, that wasn't a throwaway moment. That literally just told us who it, this person completely. was. It was a close-up yeah. of Quaid being like, uh, blah, blah, blah. but he says the name. Yeah, it's really weird. And the name is the friend. Yes. So we all we are out two people. I mean, listen. And then so the mystery is completely diminished. I know. And people should be able to come out of serial killers on their own terms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just outed her. Yeah. And I think it was like National Coming Out Day yesterday. And I feel <laughs> like it was a personal affront. Honestly, I felt attacked. Yeah. So if you're a serial killer out there, you can come out on your own terms. But but just so you know, you know it's not coming out. It's inviting people in. You are invite people in. OK. But, you know, anyway, don't actually, but also don't let a shitty movie just like out you. In, yeah. At the midpoint. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. So we find out at that moment that um, so everyone rushes back to the elevator, including including Dewey. And they're like, we got to go. And Dewey's like, they are never dead. And until he's, you like, shoot he's like, you know head. what Dewey doesn't do? Dewey doesn't don't. And so Dewey's going to do. So Dewey right. does. And he leaves the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do what a Dewey does. And I'm going to do. And then and he, yeah. and he does. He dies. So yeah, Ghostface Ghost yeah. was not dead like they thought, just like Dewey knew, because Dewey do. Yeah, so but Dewey, Dewey hesitated. Stabbed, but he gets Dewey stabbed didn't. in the front and the back, and they drag the knife all the front, way up. The back. Oh, that's true. Made sure for this time that he's fully, fully dead. He's that fully dead. That was pretty dead. cool. I like that. But yeah. we're real far in, so we got to boot scoot yeah, and go to that bounce. party, So we're John. back at the hospital, guys. But they're Totally back at the hospitals. And like, and Nev Campbell's there with Gail yeah. Weathers. Yeah. And they're like, Dewey's dead. And they have like a big old moment, but not for long because they forget about Dewey in two seconds. And they're like, you know what? You know what, little girl? Why don't you go and get to safety? Because we're going to like, because Gail Weathers and I, we're going to find this ghost, ba- ghost face person and kill him. Well, they want her to help. She was like, you want me to help you murder? And they're like, well, duh. She was and like, no, we're leaving. And they're okay, like, well, it's going to find you. Like, see you later. Good luck to you. Yeah. Consider yourself dead. And so they go off to do this uh, kill mission on their own. And then we follow. Uh, but Quaid. not before. Yes. Not before. And if Campbell says, I put a tracker on homegirl's right, car. Right. Because they want to keep tabs because they know the killer is going to follow this person. Killer always follows. So Gail Weathers and Nev Campbell are in a car at a safe distance away from the other car with the with the ailing sister and the Sam and the Quaid and they're going to leave town. But guess what? Guess who doesn't have an inhaler? Who? <sighs> let me, wait, let me guess. Let Sam? me guess. Tara. Tara, the Tara, sister. Yeah, Was it Tara? Tara? Yeah, the, the little ailing sister. She also has asthma, guys, and she can't live without her rescue inhaler. So she forgot it at her best friend's house. And guess what's happening at her best friend's house that they have to go to? A Just party. A massive raver. A giant party. party uh, to, yeah, because they're in mourning, I guess. And that's what you do. It's a massive they're, rager. There's, there's yeah. stuff going on and, and everything. And so they go there. They get the, uh, they get the, uh, and then whenever they're inside, Ghostface attacks. Yeah, Chad does a toast to frosted mini twinks. And um, he's like, his twinks were the frostiest. 
Yeah, but it turns out that the house that this party is being thrown at is at the original house in the original Scream movie. That's and right. It is, and it is Stu's house. Yeah. And so, honestly, this is where it's kind of come full circle, but it takes a little bit of a right and then becomes a quadra or yes. something. So you do have some murders. You got some things going on. And then it all culminates into the reveal of two people we already knew were the killers. Yep. Pretty much everybody else dies at this party. Liv yeah. gets shot in the face. She's like, I'm not the killer. And then Amber's like, I know, because I am. And then she shoots Liv in the face. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Amber, uh, what happened to your <laughs> mascara? And so because uh, it was a little smudged. So they're like, go fix that. Yeah. And then she's like, OK, cool. But don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back. And that's when Quaid pops up and he's like, me too. Yeah, it's like, I'm also a killer because I told you 30 minutes ago. Yeah, it was like I said Amber's name and I watched Amber and thought she died. So right. But it was said in close up under my breath. So only the audience knew, which was a weird choice for writing and filmmaking. Yeah. But yeah, so. And that's the movie, everybody. So basically what happens after that is everyone's confronted. They're like, this isn't how the movie's going to end. They're going to make a movie about us. Um, So Amber, the killer, she gets tossed right onto a top of a stovetop, which is kind of hot because, I mean, literally, it's very hot. (laughs) And she catches on fire. I did think her scene was cool. Then um sam goes so now sam and quaid they're having a little tussle in the living room yeah and sam's like what about my ending she's like it's right here bitch and so then she slits his throat and she says she said also i'm gonna change the narrative don't fuck with a serial killer's daughter and then she stabs the ever-living shit out of him and then the movie is like there's ambulance. It's like we can end this. here. And, and it's it's the exact same shot that ends on the first movie. One hundred percent. And that is and Scream twenty twenty two. Scream twenty twenty two. Groundbreaking piece of cinema. Also, John, yeah. too many people lived. I would say so. There's I would not say. there yes. are not supposed to be three final girls. It's not a final girl. Right. And also, I would. Uh, why is Courtney Cox even in that final girl moment? She uh, wasn't really a final girl in the first one, even though she was a survivor. Um, no. Yeah. Nev is the original final girl. She's the OG final girl. Um, yeah. There she never to, dies. Yeah. She is just as much of a superhero as she Michael is. Michael Myers. Myers. Yeah. So she, she is Michael Myers. Die. We they reveal it in Halloween ends. Yeah. She's like, I'm Nev Campbell and I threw my baby into a pond for this. Yeah, they pull off Michael Myers mask and they're like Sydney Prescott. <laughs> yeah. It's a crossover. I would l- I would like and that. It's the crossover. mystery machine. It's the mystery machine. Scooby Doo's right. there too. And she's like, yeah. You meddling kids. Exactly. And then Velma, who's now a lesbian. Yeah, by the way, hot Rep- cool. representation. Always knew it. Sorry to say. I mean, duh. Her and Peppermint Patty are the same person in a like, different hello. cartoon. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so that's the movie I, I thought I found it, um, uh, slightly enjoyable, but largely I was just like, okay. I found it watchable to, I found yeah. it watchable. Do I think the movie's good? No, no, me neither. And I really thought it was a very odd choice to 
reveal who the two murderers were. Yeah. And like the midpointing part of the movie. What I like about as these soon as movies, it happens, it happens in a split second and it, it sort of is a blink and you miss. But at the same time, it lands so hard. A half that a second a long time. It. You can't miss it. It's a half a second of and him also, being it's like a close up on Quaid's face, like mourning the possible but, presumed death of his partner in crime. Yeah, which is so weird. But also what I do like about these movies is how self-aware they are. But this movie felt more like a parody than anything, which is kind of yeah. like like they do the whole like meta thing. And it seems really forced and like unnecessary. Yeah, it's like they were basically like telling everyone what the brand of Scream was throughout of it. They were like, this is what Scream movies do. It's like we and know we've all watched them like we've been here since 1996. Like we know that you're like <laughs> meta. We get it. We know that like that's always a copycat killer or whatever. Like That's how it works. We, we always get a new killer. We get it. And cool. You did. You did Scream 6, but called it Scream. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, you did Scream 5 and And called it. Yeah, Scream 6 is coming out now. Yes, because a lot of people went, the thing is, is I'll probably watch Scream 6 as well. I've watched them all in the franchise at this point. I saw Scream 4 in the theaters. audience, and I mean, it would be like really cool to like actually get a cool subversion of this movie. I mean, quite frankly, John, if I could be in any slasher, it would be the Scream movies because you don't have to be good at acting. No, you don't. And I'm not good at it. Or good at haircuts. You don't have to be really good at anything. Yeah. You can and just, that's me. I mean, I, I like Nev Campbell and she can do no wrong, but she's barely in this movie. They have the they truly put them in this just so that people would be like, cool, we got to see some familiar faces. It was like to draw in that older demographic who remembers whenever it came out. Because like truly Gen Z is not watching this movie. You don't think so? No. I think it I, might be. You think Gen Z went to go see this? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I do. OK, well, oh, that surprises me. I do, because I think Gen Z. I mean, I'm sorry. No, whoops. Oh, is it Gen Z? Yeah, it is Gen Z. I think Gen Z looks back on nostalgic movies and actually watches them. I think they watch the original Scream and appreciate it. It's like how Gen Z is also into the original Matrix now. Like Gen Z has discovered the original Matrix and like made it their own. Well, I'm I am so happy for them. Um, Don't sleep on Gen Z. They're. Smarter than we look, than they look. I don't see the thing is, is I am not going to say anything about are a generation. We two, are we two gay grandpas who are like, oh, Gen Z can't relate? Oh, no. Well, I can't relate to them. No. I, they've got their own thing going on. I have my own thing in my own world. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like good Gen for Z, them. I feel like Gen Z is just like another iteration of millennials. Like, Oh, they would cringe for you to say that, by the way. Really? Just like boomers, we made we, YouTube. John, we live rent free in Gen Z and boomers' brains. Just FYI. Oh right, everybody hates millennials. Is that what you're uh, saying? Yes. Gen Z hates millennials. Yeah. What do they say about millennials? Literally, I do, dude. Truly, I don't know. They make up words like chuggy to call us, and I'm like, girl, oh, you. What look, is that? They dress like us. They want to be us, but they cannot, and they're broke, just like us. 
Yeah. We Sorry didn't do this to it. you, fam. Like, okay, go make your own stuff. You can Baby live in nostalgia. Did it to us, guys. They're still You in can power. go blame those old fuckers, not us. But anyway, we're not talking about them. We're talking about Scream. John, how many slashes out of 10 <laughs> do you give this? I would give it like a six, maybe. I'm right there with you. I was uh, going to give it a five, actually. I was, I'm giving it a six because I like. I there were enjoyable parts and I liked the gore, but like the story was just like off for me in a major way. I appreciated the actors in there. They were doing their best. And uh, uh, Jenna Ortega is uh, always steals a show. She's like a new scream queen. The She's reason- not only a new scream queen. She is like sort of this really new refreshing talent. She's cool. Like yeah. she truly is cool. Um, I think the reason why I give it a five is because nothing really tipped the scales for me. It was enjoyable. There was never that moment where it was like, okay, yeah, this is a great reincarnation of or incarnation of. There were things that I actually thought were funny, like when um, Amber, the killer, was like, I'm just a child. (laughs) They hit her in the face (laughs) with that glass bottle. She's like, I'm just a child. I didn't (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. I've been indoctrinated. And then uh, obviously. (laughs) That's where I was like, okay, she's actually pretty good. That's really funny. Yeah. There were some elements where I was like, that's actually quite hilarious. Why couldn't it have been like this? Yeah, I know. Give us the good parody moments instead of like these like really cheesy. They spent a lot of time like doing that, building up that story of how it's meta and how it relates back to the older ones. They spent a lot of time doing that. And they kind of spent a lot of time on like Sam's like insecurity about being the daughter of like a serial killer and i'm like i don't care about that yeah me either i'm like girl get over yourself you're not the first person to have been like, you have by a, a serial killer dad we get it cool 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 like you've been living in this nightmare like girl he didn't kill you he killed you a bunch of other him. people no and then she see <sighs> the thing that was so annoying the hallucinations the was when she saw him in the mirror as she's oh. dragging her body to the knife yeah, and he's like yeah. right there Oh, yeah. As he's if, like, like as if he's an actual ghost helping out. Yeah, he's like right there. So she sees the knife. And then I guess like, yeah, the, that presence of the hallucination does sort of add like a supernatural element to it. And I wasn't here for that. No, like I don't need the supernatural inside like, of this movie. Like, don't spend all of that money doing like CG. Like, no, it was la- like, like ski Ulrich face. That's the reason why. So they brought him back to and I'm like. We didn't need it. Like, that's fine. We didn't see Matthew Lillard anywhere. Like we saw him in an instance in like the stab eight trailer. Right. But yeah, I would just say it was like lackluster. It's a five. It's a five for me. You know what? I'm I'm taking my one point away and it is a five tonight because it's watchable. If you want to watch it, it's like, cool. It's something to watch. It's not boring. Whenever the gore is like carrying the movie, you got a problem. Yeah, it's not a boring movie. It's not a good movie. Um, I'm disappointed for sure. Like, yeah, I actually had some pretty high hopes. We really wanted to see it. But I mean, also, I mean, it's it's been the case since like Scream 2 or 3 that they've been sort of like. I liked this way. I liked four because yeah. that was the one where initially I was like, okay, Wes Craven is chomping. He is like, uh, he is grasping at straws here, but he was still managed to make a movie that was self-aware enough, but also 
fun enough to watch. And I saw it in theaters. I enjoyed it. I don't yeah. think a lot of people did. No. But I liked four better than I liked this one. Oh, interesting. But did you want to hear how uh, Rotten Tomatoes thought of this? I would love to, actually. So it gets a tomatometer of 76 percent. Hmm. It's interesting. And an audience score of 82 percent. Really? Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Look, opinions are opinions. Mine's a five. Yeah. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got on. Yeah. Some people don't. Some some don't have any. Some have two. Some people have two assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, so the critics consensus is... The fifth Scream finds the franchise working harder than ever to maintain its meta edge and succeeding surprisingly often. What? And uh, then uh, the I don't audience, think it succeeds. No, I don't think so either. So the audience says Scream 2022 definitely isn't shy about calling back to the franchise's past, but it's still fun and scary in its own unique way. I don't know. They used too much of the past, though. They were like hanging on to the past. Yeah. I mean, it was a running theme and stuff, but I'm also yeah. like, like, why I not? I get what just, they were trying to do. Like, but, why uh, not just make a horror movie with just make a simple scream movie with David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox and all of the original cast, if you can get them and just have them at the core of it and not this whole meta like generational yeah thing uh, i mean they, now, they have to they have to appeal to like a new generation i guess understandably so which i totally get and maybe it's not for me maybe i i mean i personally was like eh, it's a five yeah. it's it's neither it's neither here nor there i'm not going to base this off a, a scale of like a b c d f yeah but like there, there's like really lame moments where they just mirror they so often mirror the original and yeah it was just like not new enough for me, I did. So and one of the things, one of the elements that I did catch, they were like. Whenever Amber was like, yeah, when we moved into this house and I found out what happened here, I became obsessed and I was like, OK, uh, first off. All right. It's a very weak, just a very poorly written justification. <laughs> she became obsessed with the killings in the house. So she was like, you know what? Let's recreate our own. Who she met on some forum. She met Quaid on right. some forum. It's like a Reddit or something. Yeah, which they called Dreadit. Did right. you catch that? They called it Dreadit, but yet they have like real names in there. Yeah. Which is really weird. They have like names that exist in our world and then Dreadit instead of Reddit. Like why? Yeah. I don't, I just, I didn't understand that part of it. Yeah. Um, that was I don't like know. A, that's, yeah. Five. It was weak. A five. But anyway, that's Scream, everybody. Scream 2022. Watch it. You might think it's better. Yeah. Watch it. um, Not for free unless you have Showtime. (laughs) I think it's it's two ninety nine. I rented it off Google TV. So if you have a tablet like a Samsung tablet, just go to Google TV. Literally go in there. You can find anything. It's two ninety nine. I watched on standard because I'm not paying three ninety nine for something that's for in HD. My... Like who cares? You don't need that bit depth for this. Yeah. Do I really have to see like I don't need to see it. I don't need to see a knife go deeper. Yeah, it's deep enough. But, yeah, uh, I would say. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> 
I mean, solid job by the cast and everybody for real. Yeah. Like, not not by anybody's Look, fault. Look, it's hard to make a movie and uh, choices were made. And, and like we, we say. We respect it. It's all of our opinion. It is. It's only our opinion. That's what I was going to say. Like, John and I try to say in every episode, which I think we forget, we understand that filmmaking takes a long time and a lot of hard work. There are rewrites. There are everything like that. Reshoots. We're recasting. Not, right. Actors we're, storming off set. Yeah, Poop. Yeah. Love triangles. mm -hmm. Poop. (laughs) Love triangles. (laughs) Bad crafty. Oh, and the craft service table. But with that Crafty has never been bad for me, by the way, on film sets that I've been on. Craft services is such like a heavenly godsend oasis. John, the next time you're on there, could you like, would you like stuff some in your pockets and then send it to me? Yes. But I want you to send it. But only it. the hot food. Well, no, I want you to send it in the pockets. Don't take it out of the pockets. You have to send me whatever <laughs> article of clothing. My pants and not even put it into a box. Just, Just put it into the mail and yeah. it'll find your find its way to you. Yes. So oh it'll it'll be like it'll be like the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Yeah, I love that. Which is also a really good horror movie. Yeah. Uh oh. So scary. Yeah. I actually I was like, oh, the first time I saw it, <laughs> I was like, oh, scary. <laughs> but anyway, that's our time, everybody. And um, uh, Travis. Hi. Hey, we're going to oh. tune in next week because we're going to have another double feature of two hopefully super duper good, ooky, spooky, scary stuffs. And if they're not, we'll let you know, uh, like we said, our opinions. But I guess with that, we got to go. Yeah. Uh, Travis, John. I'm going to see you at the movies. Uh, Roll the credits, bench.